Good day. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> I used to say that. I've probably mentioned this before. I used to say happy Tuesday on a meeting way back, long time. Like this is like 10 years ago, almost nine years ago. We had a, we had this 8.30. It used to be every Tuesday. Then it, then they changed it to every other Tuesday because it was just so unnecessary. And then I think it became monthly. Like, cool. Yeah. No problem here. And I used to have to host the meeting. And, uh, you know, for me, back in the old days, 8.30 was like noon to me because my day, I was in the office at like quarter to seven, seven o'clock, something like that. And, uh, and by the way, if I sound drunk, I'm, I'm only slurring because I'm so fucking tired. (laughs) I need to try and do this podcast to like give me a boost, but I am so fucking tired I'm podcasting so that I wake up a little bit so I'm not slurring as much. I just, holy cow. Is anybody else just perpetually exhausted? Is it just me? I always feel like it's just me. I feel like anything that uh, that's happening is like, yeah, it's it's nobody else's. But it's probably, I feel like probably a lot of people. My kids are like, my kids are so tired. Like everybody's just so tired. And it's again. It takes. I've said this before. It takes like a month for me to get used to when they push those fucking clocks forward an hour. I'm still getting used to it. It doesn't just happen in a few days. It doesn't just happen in a week. I'm still like, I, I'm just yeah. I'm just I'm just totally out of it. I hate it. I hate this fucking shit. Pass the thing and end this goddamn daylight so we never have to move the clocks. Just keep them in one spot for Christ's sakes. And I have no. I have the lowest opinion of anybody who thinks we should still do daylight savings. Like I have the lowest opinion of any, like, you know, I've, I've learned to accept the fact that not everybody likes Seinfeld. I'll never understand it. I will never understand how people don't like, I never, it will never make sense to me. And then if I find out that people don't like Seinfeld and they like friends, I just, I, I'm like, Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, don't tell me. Don't tell me that. Um, <laughs> but I will never, you'll never convince me that there's any reason that we should be moving these clocks back and forth all fucking year long. And nobody, you know, you can say, I'm a fan. I don't mind it, actually. Well, f- fuck you is what I say to that. Um, and this is the reason. The last goddamn, it's been, what, three weeks since we since we did this? Just and I, I can't, I can't get my sleep. You know, it just it takes a month. It's it's usually like the end of April when I finally kind of sort of get into a groove. I'm expecting that the kids. What do we have? Two? Is it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks from well, two and a half weeks. Two weeks from this Friday is when the kids will be on spring break. I expect that that will be. Once they get the spring break and they get to sleep in, I'll get to sleep in a little bit because, I mean, that's a vacation for me. It's unlikely that I'll maybe I'll take a day off at the end of the week or something if I can. Um, that'd be nice. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 just a, it's a vacation in itself just not having to get up uh, at the crack of dawn and, and get the kids out the door to school and all that stuff. Um <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully that's my hope is that I just have to make it another two and a half weeks till the spring break 
where I'll get to sleep in a little bit. And hopefully by the time that we get back from the spring break, which I think is like May 1st, uh, April 30th, uh, yeah, May 1st is Sunday, May 2nd. So May 2nd will be the first day back from spring break. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that by May 2nd, it's only it's less than a month from now is what I'm hoping that I'll be back to, okay, I'm used to the sleep. I'm used to the time change. You know, only takes only takes uh, over a month. No big deal. It's only twice a year. That's two months. You got the other ten months to to really enjoy life. Ha, 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 ha. Um, what was I gonna say? So I yeah yeah I'm trying. I need to get myself refreshed. And then my problem is I had caffeine on Saturday. That's never gonna help. Because then I had a little a little taste of caffeine, which doesn't it doesn't wake me up at all. It doesn't give me any boost. But what it does do is it makes me crash pretty hard. Uh, not so much the next day, but the day after, which of course is Monday. Uh, and by the end of yesterday, I was, oh man, I was in just the most foul mood. Oh my God. And it doesn't help too when you're getting up at, <laughs> getting up to take the kids to school, racing home so that everything can start at nine o'clock. And then, and then honestly, most of these days are so jam-packed with meetings that the the actual work day for me usually starts around four four thirty, and uh, and so I you know I've got like an hour hour or two where I do work and then it's dinner time, and I'm not gonna skip. I'm missing out on you know just having the evenings free, um, but I'm not missing dinner. Like these these moments don't come back. So whatever I'm up to, whatever I'm in the middle of, as much as I might be focused and not you know, ready for dinner, I'm going to come out and have dinner so I can at least, even if it's 10 minutes, I'm going to sit with my family at the table. We, like, we don't miss, we never, unless there's something going on, uh, there are very few, very few nights where the four of us are not seated at the table at 6 o'clock, 5.30, 6, 6.30, whatever. T- the time varies here and there, depending on what's going on. But anyway, uh yeah, and then just I don't know. My God, what was it? Ten o'clock, I think, when I finished up work last night. Uh, sometimes it's eleven. Sometimes it's and then eh, whatever. It's all good. Nobody needs to hear about work. Work schmirk. We've all got work. It's all tough. Everybody's going through it. It blows. Uh, yeah. So what I want to talk about a little bit is WrestleMania. I've been rewatching, and I'll tell you what the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins match that I thought was very good when I was half paying attention to it Saturday night. It's excellent. It's an excellent match. I think it's a great match. I, I yeah. I'm uh, Cody Rhodes came out last night and he did his Cody Rhodes thing. Everybody kind of has their their thing, you know? Like they have their style of talking. He came out on Monday Night Raw and he got he gets teary, he gets emotional. He talks about his dad, Dust Death the Rhodes and um you know, it was it was a it's, it can be very compelling. It also, you know, it's good. It'll be, it's good. Uh, I just, I wish I, I wish I was a bigger fan of Cody Rhodes. I don't know what I still don't know what it is about Cody Rhodes that I'm just like, eh. You knew the first time I saw Cody Rhodes was when he inducted Dusty into the Hall of Fame. It was Cody and Dustin Goldust inducting Dusty Rhodes into the 2006, I want to say, Hall of Fame. The same night that Bret Hart got inducted, and uh, and you're listening to Cody talk, and it's like, whoa, this is this kid? He's what is he auditioning right now? Because he was like, 
you know, he was, that's what, I guess that's what it always sounds like. It, uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's definitely from the heart and he gets emotional. And then sometimes I, cause he can, he can, seems to be able to turn it off. I'm like, I, I don't like how much of this is acting. It seems, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, is very good acting if it is, uh, but anyways, uh, so that's cool. Oh, fuck. These people, where the hell is this restaurant? Some car crashed into a restaurant. Imagine imagine you're just sitting in a restaurant and a goddamn car crashes into you. You're just sitting there. And one of the things about restaurants that you expect to not happen is uh, a car is going to run into you. That's one of, the, one of the many things I like about a restaurant is I've never been run over by a car at a restaurant. So they just showed this clip on the news. Yeah, holy shit. You're just sitting there, and then you're, maybe there's something to be said for not sitting by the window. Nice view. Also, car crash. So anyways, yeah, so Cody Rhodes is back. He gave a nice a heartfelt uh, talk on, on Raw last night. It was refreshing because it feels like they just kind of let him go out there, you know, and didn't really t- – I'm sure he had some talking points that he wanted to hit, obviously. Uh but I think if it, it felt like, okay, we're just going to go, you know, has Cody Rhodes made it into that, into that rarefied air of people like a John Cena or The Rock or a handful of others, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, of people who could just come out and like, here, here's the microphone, just say whatever. Uh, and so that was, it was refreshing. I'll take Cody Rhodes for that reason. If like, he obviously came back. He probably had a few things put into his like, hey, I want to be able to just talk. I don't want to be, be scripted like everybody else. Uh, you know, script a couple of things. There's talking points. I'll, you know, pump up the match and the pay per view, whatever else is going on. But just let me let me do my thing. And so that felt that felt nice. It also felt weird because it is like, man, this guy was one of the founders of AEW and said, you know, I'm I'm AEW for life, and this is my blah blah blah, and then it's like. Well, here he is again. What can, I can't say anything like that because I, again, in 2021, I had four different jobs, all of which I left voluntarily <laughs> to get. Well, the fourth one, I'm I'm still here, but uh, I won't be leaving until the project is over uh, later later this year, September, October. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't, can't get here soon enough, quite frankly. <laughs> But uh, hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with a little overtime. As much as I, as much as I actually do hate overtime, uh, this is why I do contract work and not salaried shit. If I was a salaried right now, my my pay would be going down technically. Because if you were looking at like, okay, I'm not going to get any any additional pay for the additional hours worked, and so my hourly rate is really going down. We used to joke back in the old days, uh, <laughs> you know, when the when Jay and Chris and I were at the office, seemingly from sun up until it felt like midnight sometimes, uh, and we would joke about how our <laughs> how our pay was about two seventy five an hour, <laughs> as if you if you factored it out, divided it over the hours that we're working, it's like oh shit. Um, so yeah, being a contractor because you you should everybody should get paid. Uh, the whole salary thing it's like hey if you if you have a salary job and you're working they're paying you for 40 hours of work and you're not working any more than 40 hours great and you never have to great 
I've had tons of salary jobs where I'm working way more than 40 hours. And it's like, well, what the fuck is the point of this? And, uh, and then I've had salary jobs uh, that pay more, and I'm working exactly 40 hours, and it's great. Um, but the contract, at least, you know, hey, if you work 40 hours, cool. That's what I'm expecting to get paid for. If you go over 40 hours, well, cool. You're going to pay me for it. I don't want to go over 40 hours. To be honest, I would take the time over the money. Uh, but if I'm going to be losing that time, great. Give me the money. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, so Cody Rhodes, it's refreshing to have him back. I hope that he, you know, I hope that it's exciting. I hope that whatever he does in WWE is very exciting. Uh, you know, I <laughs> will the fans turn on him? Maybe. I think he would be, I think he'd be better as a bad guy. He seems to not want to do that, but hey, that's okay. Uh, I, I, Omos, Omos loses to Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. And then the next night, MVP, who's Bobby Lashley's manager, brings out Bobby Lashley and Omos. And then MVP attacks Bobby Lashley from behind and aligns himself with Omos. Why didn't they just do that the night before? What was the point? Why would... Why would I, it just none of it makes sense. Like if you're MVP and you're in Lashley's corner, and Lashley beats Omos, then wouldn't you say, "Well, hey, I picked a winner. Good, I'm going to stick with Lashley." I mean, at least if you're going to have MVP turn on Lashley the next night on Raw, have it be because he lost to Omos at WrestleMania. Just, I just the logic of things just doesn't make any sense to me. And by the way. I fast-forwarded through it because I don't care because I can't stand either one of them, but Charlotte Flair beat Ronda Rousey and retained her title. That doesn't make any sense to me either, but okay. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I thought that was the whole point was just Ronda Rousey supposed to be like the female Brock, like she's just supposed to win and just be the champion. That all the all the wrestlers who actually really care and are there all the time uh, are supposed to be chasing after the ever elusive title. At least Brock is like, you say what you want about Brock. He's not my favorite guy, but he has, uh, he has really, uh, you know, even ever since his return, it was, it's been 10 years since Brock Lesnar returned by the way. And, and that dude, uh, he's, let's see. Um, Almost all of his matches are good. CM Punk, John Cena, Triple H, Undertaker, uh, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Brian Danielson, uh, Roman Reigns. You know, any there's a bunch, and they've all been really good. He's a really good wrestler. Ronda Rousey is not a really good wrestler. And she doesn't totally seem to give a fuck. Um, but that's okay. i do it if, uh, hey, not bad work if you can get it. Uh, I'm so fucking tired. This ain't helping. The podcast usually perks me up. I am, I am ready to pass out where I'm standing. You know, it's, uh, anyway. Oh, goodness gracious. But the warm weather is coming. I mean, it's kind of here. It's it's coming in, and uh, that that usually makes a big difference too. But Jesus Christ, am I tired? Anyway, uh, I'm about to to watch 
for the second time. Really, I'm kind of about to watch for the first time Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. Like I said, I, I was watching it, but it was I was nodding off. It was so fucking late Saturday night. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I love Sunday. The first, the tag match was great, a lot of fun. I love the Johnny Knoxville jackass stuff. That was great. I love the Pat McAfee stuff. That was a great, that was just like classic, just WrestleMania sports entertainment kind of stuff. And having Austin come out one more time and give the worst Stone Cold Stunner in the history of Stone Cold Stunners to Vince McMahon. I, I, if there's one clip that I will watch over and over and over until the end of time at WrestleMania, it is going to be the worst Stone Cold Stunner ever. <laughs> and I don't blame Stone Cold Steve Austin because he gave, uh, you know, he was given Stone Cold Stunners to Pat McAfee. Uh, the night, oh, oh, cool. Uh, the night before he was able to give a, you know, I saw he was giving stunners to Kevin Owens and they all looked great. He still can do it. The only difference is when he gives it to a 76 year old man, I don't care if it's Vince McMahon, that's a 76 year old. My grandpa was 78 when he died. And now my grandpa wasn't a billionaire and in the gym, you know, 20 hours of the day, keeping him you know he was he was a world war ii veteran with major ptsd that was never really diagnosed um just like most of those guys i'm sure and uh he was you know he he appeared to me very old from as far back as i can remember and thinking about when he was 76 if somebody had given a stone cold stunner to my grandfather at the age of 76 yeah, it wouldn't have looked much better than the one Vince Vince took. So, like, I know 76 in 2022 is not the same as 76 even 10 years ago, certainly 20 years ago. 20 years ago, people who were in their mid-70s, late 70s, were World War II veterans. And now the World War II veterans who are still alive are in their late 90s. I think mid I think maybe 95 or 96 is like the youngest of the but uh, of that that generation. But anyways, 20 years ago, think about all the people you knew who were in their 70s. They were all like your grandfather. They all looked old, they acted old. They sounded old, they did old things. <laughs> and so Vince so think about any of them just getting whether even if it's a fake kick, just like wrestling a match at WrestleMania and then getting kicked in the stomach and getting a stone cold stunner. It's uh <laughs> it's a it's it's kind of a miracle that Vince didn't <laughs> break every bone in his body. <laughs> Which frankly that's what it looked like when he gets the stone cold stunner. Uh first of all, he gets kicked in the gut and he goes down and it's, it's Austin tries to tries to grab his head to get to finish the the, the you know, there's the first act which is the kick to the midsection, the boot to the to the bread basket. And then there's the second, which is wham, the stunner. Stun- Austin grabs grabs the guy's head and drops him down onto his shoulder, and that's the stunner. And, uh, and <laughs> there were about eight different acts of this stunner. There was the kick to the midsection, Vince falling down, Austin trying to grab him, Vince, <laughs> Vince like, losing his footing and like twinkle towing backwards into the ropes, which he would have, I mean, if there was no ropes there, my God, he really would have been in bad shape. And then Austin trying to grab Vince by the head, hitting the stunner and Vince's legs 
basically looking like his bones just disintegrated to dust and just flopping down like you know it was it was like if you see you know on like uh you know old sitcoms from the 90s fresh prince comes to mind of where like will would throw carlton across the room when they were dancing and it was just like a, a rag doll with some hay in, in clothing being being thrown or like saturday night live would do that where it looks like somebody's falling down the stairs and it's just a it's just a dummy with stuffing in a you know pants and a shirt that's what vince looked like when he hit when he got uh, hit by the stunner but it was amazing it's just amazing uh so i gotta still have some more to rewatch, but I like I said yesterday in the podcast that I still haven't posted from yesterday, uh, from lunchtime on Monday. Um, I really, it's certainly better than last year's WrestleMania. It's absolutely better than two years ago. I mean, that's two years ago. You know, it's funny though. Two years ago, as bad as that WrestleMania was, just because it's like it was a pandemic WrestleMania. I mean, the matches were still pretty good. They're they're unwatchable, but they were still they had good matches. Um, and they had that Undertaker thing and that John Cena Bray Wyatt thing, which were both very, very entertaining and and absurd. Um, but like, hey, that's you know making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Uh, that was so. I still wouldn't call the two years ago WrestleMania thirty six. I still wouldn't call that necessarily necessarily the worst WrestleMania. Um, it's up there. It's it's definitely in the bottom tier of WrestleManias of bad WrestleManias, but but this one was definitely better than the last two. I still WrestleMania thirty five still holds a special place in my heart because Kofi Mania that whole thing was just so good. That's that's such a memorable moment. Um, it was also the year that I think that was the first year that the women main evented and had the final match at WrestleMania, which is cool. Um, it had Ronda Rousey in it, so it's. <laughs> and Charlotte, which is not as cool for me, but Beck, big time Bex won that match, if, if I recall. So that was good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the last ones. I mean, if you go back like the last, the last ten ten years, so that goes that takes us back to Miami. That's one of my favorites. Rock versus Cena. Uh, you know, Undertaker and Triple H, Hell in the Cell with Shawn Michaels as the referee. I mean, there's just there's just a lot of fun stuff. CM Punk versus Jericho, if I recall. Uh, WrestleMania 29, didn't love it. I, I think the big downer about WrestleMania 29 was that it was all rematches from either the previous WrestleMania or SummerSlam. So it's like, okay, Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Well, we've already seen it. Um, but now we've got Shawn Michaels involved. So, okay, that's cool. Uh, Cena versus Rock. Okay, again, we saw it last year. It was, you know, you kept telling us it's, Never before, never again. This is the only time to see this match, and now, boom! Here we've got it. We've got it a year later, which I don't think anybody didn't expect that. But it was also a bummer because, like, God damn it, CM Punk was the friggin' champion for a year and a half, and then they had to, you know, I'd be, I'd be bitter too if I were CM Punk, you know, being the being the main guy, and then to get, you know, two months before WrestleMania, like, okay. You're out of here. It's going to be Rock versus Cena. You could have had you could have had CM Punk. You could have just had CM Punk in that match. You could have had an elimination match and had CM Punk if you really wanted to just have Rock Cena. You could have had CM Punk get eliminated a few minutes into that match, which still would have sucked. But anyway, the good news is 
well, the bad news is it was CM Punk's final WrestleMania. The good news is that's that was the best match on the card was CM Punk versus The Undertaker. And it was Undertaker's last truly great match. He, uh, he And then the following year, he had the match with Lesnar. Yeah, so I didn't love 29. I loved Undertaker versus CM Punk. There's not a heck of a lot else that I really remember too fondly of, of that WrestleMania. It was the first WrestleMania in the New York City area. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was okay. It was some weird stuff. Um, but anyway, WrestleMania 30, that's one of the best of the last decade. You had Brian Danielson beating Triple H in the opening match. You had Austin Rock and Hogan kicking off WrestleMania, doing some great stuff on the mic. Just three. I used to have in the SmackDown video games, I used to have like my fantasy WrestleMania match was Rock versus Austin versus Hogan. Like the three biggest names (laughs) and and having them in a match together. That's never going to happen. So that was the closest thing. It was pretty damn good. In many ways, better than having a match. Certainly in 2014, that match would have been a, a stinkeroonie. Uh, I love WrestleMania 31 in 2015. I liked the the look of the Levi's Stadium. I loved, yeah, Sting versus Triple H, the NWO and DX. Seth Rollins, as I mentioned, taking that RKO. He goes to give the curb stomp to Randy Orton. Orton stands up, sends Rollins flying like 20 feet in the air and hits the RKO. Just so... So many innovative things. And uh, there was a ladder match that Brian Danielson won, which was great. It was the last appearance of Rowdy Roddy Piper at WrestleMania because Danielson won the Intercontinental title, and then he had a backstage thing. I think it was Bret Hart, Ricky Steamboat, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Maybe there were others, but if there were, I can't remember them. And and so that was really cool uh, getting to see, like I said, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan get physical with Road Dog and Billy and X-Pac and having Shawn Michaels give a sweet chin music to to Sting. Sting should have won that match, or it should have just been goddamn Sting versus The Undertaker like everybody had been waiting for for years and years, but oh well. Uh, you had Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, I, I would have been nice if Bray Wyatt was the one to end The Undertaker's undefeated streak, but... Oh, yeah, and that also, WrestleMania, back to WrestleMania 30, yeah. He had Brian Danielson winning the title, beating Triple H to get there. He had the first ever Andre Battle Royal that Cesaro won. It was a great moment. That was a star-studded Battle Royal, too. They had, like, Rey Mysterio. I mean, tons of guys were in that, tons of legends in that Battle Royal. Then, uh, yeah, it was just a Undertaker, the streak ending to Brock Lesnar, not a very happy moment, but um, certainly historic. And then, like I said, 31. And then you had at 31, you had Seth Rollins cashing in Money in the Bank after during the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match. So that was cool. Uh, okay. Um, uh, WrestleMania 32 was the the one that was the first one in Texas and or in the you know AT and T the Cowboys. Stadium, certainly not the first one in Texas, but the first one at AT&T Stadium. Again, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, and Stone Cold coming out to get physical with the League of Nations and New Day is hugely memorable for me. Uh, I don't remember much. <laughs> like Triple H versus Roman Reigns was a match. I remember the surprises because you had Cena and The Rock beating up the Wyatt family. 
Uh, it was really, it's really that stuff. There was a ladder match for the Intercontinental title that started off WrestleMania. Zack Ryder won. That was a cool moment. Uh, I remember NXT more than, than that WrestleMania, though, as far as actual matches. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. One of the most incredible matches ever. Um, then Orlando, 2017. Yeah, Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Great match. And then Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho was supposed to be such a big deal and ended up just being a stinker of a match. Just a really fizzled out like that whole feud. It was a, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, then what else happened at that WrestleMania in Orlando? I don't I oh the Hardys big surprise return in the tag team match. That was a cool moment. And I know there are others. I've just in my old age I can't remember WrestleManias like I used to. I can tell you everything about all the ones from the 90s. <laughs> Um, so when the WrestleMania 34, New Orleans, 2018, (laughs) I don't remember. I I know stuff happens. Oh, and I think one of those WrestleManias, you had like Shaq in the big show in that battle Royal, the Andre battle Royal. That was cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was really uh, 2018. I just never remember anything that happened at that WrestleMania. Was that the one with Cena? And Nikki Bella against Miz and Maurice. I loved I love all the shit that Miz did making fun of John Cena leading up to that match. That was great. Uh and then I don't I don't remember a goddamn thing of that WrestleMania. WrestleMania 18. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want to say Triple H versus Seth Rollins, but I think that was the year before. I really it's bad. It's bad. I'm forgetting things. But then WrestleMania, the one in 2019, uh 35 Kofi and Daniel Bryan just worth the price of admission alone uh Seth Rollins kicking off WrestleMania by beating Brock Lesnar in one-on-one that was great uh I I appreciate it because it was the last one night WrestleMania I I do I do miss the single night WrestleMania as long as those things are I get it it'll never be a one night event ever again probably um and I I understand I get it but there's just something about like all weekend long leading up to one single night of WrestleMania and all the matches are on that one card. And then you don't have to have replays on Sunday night telling us all the shit that happened on Saturday that we already saw. You can just get on with the show. Um, so I like WrestleMania 35 being the last one night WrestleMania. But that was the one. It was so long and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's like eight hours of WrestleMania. We can't take any more. So I get it. I get it. Um, it's, it's good to have it spread over two nights, but there's something. It's like you have to have a night one and a night two, and, and, and that's the thing that's going to happen forever is like, oh, what did you like better, night one or night two? Even though you should be thinking of it as one show, it's not. It's technically two shows. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say because I can look at it and be like, oh, well, here's what I like from night one. Here's what I like from night two. If you took out all the shit that wasn't that good and made it one night of WrestleMania, it would be like this this year's WrestleMania would be really, really good. But there's just so much like downtime and just weird, you know, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, they had to come out and dance. Is that a necessity? Is that something we had to see? <laughs> okay, thanks. That's okay. And as somebody pointed out, like, the, just let it sink in the fact that the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders got a WrestleMania paycheck and Finn Balor didn't. He's 
isn't he the Intercontinental Champion? <laughs> and he had some crap-ass match on SmackDown. Oh, it's called WrestleMania SmackDown, so you can feel good that you were kind of, sort of part of WrestleMania. Now that ain't working, man. If you're going to have two nights of WrestleMania, and if you're going to have a two-hour, now they have a two-hour pre-show on Saturday and a two-hour kickoff show on Sunday, and they don't even have any matches during it. What happened to, like, put the friggin', if you're going to, if you're, and there's no, there's no longer a women's battle royal? Like, I don't know. But it was a very good WrestleMania, best WrestleMania uh, since at least 2019. Uh, probably better than 2018, 17. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a very good WrestleMania. Very good. Lots of, you know, and I, like I said, the best WrestleManias are the ones that have a little of everything. That's why I love WrestleMania 17 so much. That's why everybody loves WrestleMania 17. You had the epic main event of the two powerhouse, huge names, icons. You had, uh, you know, the, the violent sort of matches, the hardcore match. You had the TLC match, which was just like, oh, my God, just death-defying moments. You had the great just wrestling matches like Benoit versus Kurt Angle. You had... Uh, yeah, and then you had some silliness, like the the gimmick battle royal, where you got to see, you know, and some surprises. Mean Gene and Bobby Heenan coming back, uh, getting to see some old names <laughs> in this the Iron Sheik and Hillbilly Jim and Sergeant Slaughter and all these guys, Typhoon and Earthquake, Kamala, Bushwhackers. I mean, Jesus, how many of these guys are dead now? Nikolai Volkov. He's anyway. Um, that's that's just to me is a perfect WrestleMania because it had a little bit of everything, and then you had Vince versus Shane, a father and son with Mick Foley as the referee. So you had just just a very like that's a very sports entertaining kind of match with some wrestling, but mostly just crazy stuff happening and crazy moves and stuff. Um, and this WrestleMania, I'm not saying it was WrestleMania 17, but it had a it had everything. You had the great matches. You had Cody versus Seth Rollins. You had Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Of like those are two memorable matches. You had the literally like the garbage match with just, you know, kind of felt like 90s just weird, you know, jackassery featuring the jackass guy. And it was just so fun. That was just fun. There's like people don't like that match and I'm just like, "What are you watching? What are you watching this for? It's you just have fun. It's not all going to be you know, Greco-Roman fucking <laughs> headlocks and go-behinds and takedowns and, you know, get out of here. These are just, this is just what we like about wrestling. It's f- like, it can be fun. If every match was like that, yeah, it would have been not so great after a while. But there was one match on a two-night event, four hours each night. You had one 20-minute match that just had, like, you know, tables with mouse traps on it and a big giant hand slapping Sami Zayn in the face, and uh, and a and a giant mouse trap and like just you know and Wee Man, a, a three foot tall guy, body slamming six foot tall Sami Zayn, like it's just ridiculous. But those were those are great moments. Those are great moments. And the Pat, you know, you had the so you had the sports entertainment kind of stuff, the Pat McAfee stuff, the celebrity stuff. You had the surprise, Cody Rhodes. You had more surprises, Stone Cold coming out at night too to beat the shit out of Vince McMahon and give a stunner to Pat McAfee and uh, Byron Saxton, 
Brian Saxton, Byron Saxton. Uh, you had the epic main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Just, just two powerhouses, the biggest names in wrestling, beating the shit out of each other in a match that we've seen a million times, and yet it felt like the first time. So lots of lots of cool stuff. Edge versus AJ Styles. I'm going to go back and watch it again. I didn't feel like it was all that great when I watched it. I don't like this heel bad guy Edge. Uh, he's he's better as a bad guy than a good guy. But the thing that's going on now, and he's got the weird new music, and it's just like, eh, okay, we'll see, we'll see. And now he's got he's got Damian Priest as as his uh, you know it's a, it's going to be a new faction, a new stable. So that that could you know whatever. It's two people who have never been together before, Damian Priest and Edge. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with them. I hope it's cool. Uh, you know, so far it seems like it's maybe not that cool, but I hope it, I hope it ends up being fun. Um, yeah. And you had stuff I didn't like, you know, the fact that the new day was on there for like a minute and a half and they lost. That's dumb. That's stupid. Uh, Ronda versus Charlotte. I don't care. I'm sure a lot of people do. I don't, um, the, the women's, that big women's tag was kind of a mess, but I loved it. It was just fun. It was just, you know. Limbs flying all over the place, just crazy chaos. Didn't have to be a five star classic. It was just, just a way to get those those very hardworking women uh, a spot on TV, and they're they're all entertaining. Every woman in that match. The only one I am still not crazy about is Carmella, um, but she's come a very long way. Uh, you know, she's she's certainly entertaining, but that Queen Zelina, she's she's fantastic. She's a star. Rhea Ripley uh, should be. What they have Ronda Rousey trying to be is what Rhea Ripley actually is. Just a big fucking, just a great look. Like, no other woman has her look ever. Uh, can wrestle, can talk, can hook the crowd in, can connect with the crowd. Is just, like, kind of a big monster. Is also gorgeous. Um Yes, I know I, that's sexist, I guess, but I, she's just, you know, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I think the same of like a lot of those, you know, uh, a lot of those women, um, they had, you know, having a lot of the dudes too. It's like, yeah, you know, The Rock was a good looking guy. That that went a long way for for his popularity. He was also really cool. But if that was an ugly guy doing all that shit, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have been all something that that launched a mega movie career and a multiple you know what should be a multiple hall of fame career um you know undertaker's a pretty ugly guy but they let him just have his hair hang over his face and just wear all black and he's seven feet so who cares if he's ugly (laughs) sean michaels bret hart good looking guys like you should you know i'm not i'm not trying to be sexist i'm saying like Super, I'm, I'm a superficial guy, so having having a male or female who's also physically attractive, that goes a long way. Brock Lesnar's an ugly motherfucker, but nobody's built like that guy, and nobody can do the shit in the ring that that guy does. It's incredible. So, like, okay. And anyway, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still very tired. Uh, so that's the only thing. It's just like, come on, man. Rhea Ripley's right there. How is she not just like the champion of everything? Um, but I love Sasha Banks and I fucking love Naomi. Uh, 
just anytime Naomi comes out, it just makes me smile. I just, I, I, she's great. She's got such an energy and she connects with the fans and she's somebody that's so, so fucking likable. And uh, so it was good to see them win. Um, yeah, Rick Boogs getting injured sucked, but that's, that's what happens sometimes. I would have, my only, my only real complaint is to me, every WrestleMania should have Shawn Michaels in some way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> it was cool that Triple H got to kind of say hello and goodbye, sort of leave his boots in the ring, make the retirement official, like I said. Um, I know I'm repeating a lot of the same stuff as yesterday. But uh, uh, just to have, you know, I would have loved to have seen, like, Vince McMahon. And look, watching Vince McMahon get hit with the Stone Cold Stunner now you know why they didn't do what I would have done, which is I would have had, I would have had Vince get hit with a Stone Cold Stunner, a Super Kick, and a Tombstone to have like the three major Texas names in wrestling: Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, and Undertaker beat up Vince McMahon in Texas. But watching him crumple, <laughs> watching him crumple like a wet paper bag in the rain uh, after that Stone Cold Stunner, I say, okay. I remember. I mean. I predicted that he was going to get tombstone because I feel like the tombstone is probably the safest of all those moves. You know, undertaker can scoop him up, drive him into the camp, but really it's just the undertaker driving his own knees into the canvas and Vince can be completely protected. So I would have thought a tombstone would be the way to, to do it. Uh, a super kick. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, Shawn Michaels could have kicked Vince's, uh, fake face right off of his head. <laughs> Whatever, whatever nips and tucks Vince has had over the years, and he certainly has had them. Uh, HBK could have could have undone all of that with one with one <laughs> misplaced kick to the face. So I guess that's a good thing. But I, you know, still Shawn Michaels, he could have come out and given a super kick to Austin Theory or something. Uh, and the Undertaker could have given a last ride to Austin Theory, and then a Stone Cold Stunner to Austin Theory, and then they all could have turned around and grabbed Vince. You know, hit him with a. Hit him with a stunner. Hit him with a tombstone, and then maybe Shawn Michaels instead of the super kick. Maybe Shawn Michaels just comes flying off the ropes with that out. No, Shawn Michaels isn't a young kid either. That's the other thing. It's like to just assume that Shawn Michaels is like ready and willing to just get up on the rope and do something. But anyway, I wish I wish Shawn Michaels because I think every WrestleMania should have a Shawn Michaels appearance. But I get it. Uh, I think it should also have a Bret Hart appearance. But that's. That's indicative of the era that I grew up watching wrestling. Because I think that I think that Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash should be a part of every WrestleMania. <laughs> uh anyway. I am I am so fucking tired. Holy shit. I gotta go. So I just wanted to talk a little bit more about WrestleMania. I'm still kind of rewatching back through it. I appreciated Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins a lot more on the second viewing than I did in the first. Uh and uh, yeah, now they got uh, yeah. Now, now now here we go on the road to next year's WrestleMania. And who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows what surprises await? Anyway, I gotta go and maybe sleep for the next uh, ten years. And I'll talk to you next time. Go to birthdayboyshop.com. Later, Gators. <laughs>